Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's on Draft, the podcast where we take a prompt from books, music, movies, TVs, or anything else in the universe, and then take five picks based around that prompt. And you, the listener, tell us which one of us put on the best show. My name is Paul, and I'm joined tonight by my usual co-hosts, Cameron and Michael. Guys, how's it going? Hey, going pretty good. Feeling drafty today. Also, feeling healthy today. Oh, I've been uh, I've been doing dry January. Mm-hmm. I've lost three pounds. Wow, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm going to sustain it past January 31st. <laughs> I've been really craving a beer, especially on the weekend. But uh, feeling good, feeling good. There's someone I follow on Instagram who was um, who started off doing dry January. And then the, the insurrection happened at the Capitol, and he was just like, "Never mind, I'll drive February." Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of good memes. There was a lot of good memes going around. How about you, Mike? How you doing? Talking about feeling healthy, you know, I'm not feeling so healthy this week because I didn't get my vaccination. Oh, that's right. Hot, hot news here. The district that we live in, right? Uh, limited supply. Well, it's it's it came it came down from the state. Right. And uh, we ended up with a third of the vaccines that we right. needed. Yeah. So, so pretty no vaccine for, for Michael or my wife. So, yep. um, that's unfortunate. So, I, any, any clue on the next dose? Is it like three weeks or something? I really don't know. Got the it. hospital had some and then yeah. they ran out after a couple of days. So, <laughs> so it'll be a minute. Uh, my mom was supposed to get hers today. Mm-hmm. And she drove over to get it and she uh, forgot her ID on her desk. And so they wouldn't give it to her. And they were like, well, you can come back later. And she goes, but I have students at that time, so I can't. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, I guess you can wait for the next round. So, wow. Uh, yeah, all, we, we are on many wait lists um, around town. Uh, my yeah. employer uh, is technically giving vaccines, um, starting with people over 65. So I'm not on that list, but I also commuted out of state to work and have just been working digitally since the pandemic started. So unless I want to drive five hours to go get the vaccine, um, I technically have an appointment in March at a, at oh. a pharmacy here. Oh, okay. We'll see, okay. We'll see if right. that works. Um, before we get into things, uh, I think big, Big news today, Paul, the passing of perhaps one of the greatest mm. baseball players of all time, Henry Lewis Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank. Any thoughts? Man, that was, you know, 20, 2020 had a lot of uh, big celebrity deaths. And uh, it seemed like those had slowed down a little bit around the holiday season. So, you know, there was like waking up to, to news of celebrity deaths for a while. And so I got... Uh, push notification from like the athletic or something this morning when the the news uh, the news broke and you know Cameron and I both are uh, are Braves fans but obviously Hank Aaron is someone who sort of transcends individual fandom um, to to mean so much to the sport and to the black community and everything and so um, you know live lived a full life but sad I definitely I I watched the uh, footage of his record-setting home run and the call on that, and uh, 
I love the two. One of my favorite parts of that clip is like the two people that run out on the field. Yeah. When he's running the bases, it's just like guys in like bell bottom jeans that are just <laughs> running along beside yeah. him. You know, that was supposed to be a pretty scary moment because they didn't, you know, I think everybody was kind of tense, especially his family and, and associates because they didn't know what those guys were doing. Mm-hmm. And obviously he had gotten a bunch of threats. So they were like, those guys could be going out there to tackle him or, you know, God forbid. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I watched an, uh, a sh- short documentary once on those two guys who are, of course, now in their like, well, at the time they were probably in their 60s, 10 years ago, but they were like, they were hippie guys and they were like, we said, we're going to do it if he does it. And then they did it and they got arrested and then they they went to jail and they one of the guys calls his dad to bail him out and the dad's still alive. And so they interviewed the dad and the dad was clearly still pissed about it. <laughs> they called me at like, you know, 1130 at night. And I had to, he wasn't even talking about the home run. He was like, I had to get up. I had to drive all the way to Fulton County, you know, jail and so that was a yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah, Hank Aaron. I mean, definitely probably in my top three favorite players of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I had to list them, I don't even know if I could. So obviously his home runs number one, but just statistics alone, this guy had so much mm-hmm. RBIs, total bases. Uh, there's another one. I mean, but as well as three Gold Gloves. So from an yeah. all around player just monster numbers. And I think what I've been hearing a lot today is that he just never had the do he did because he didn't have kind of the flash that some of the other names had. And he wasn't in a major market at the time. You know, Atlanta was not like a, wasn't New York or anything like that, or, you know, Philadelphia or anything like that. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, very sad. I never met him, even though I lived in Atlanta for a long time. And sometimes he'd be at like Braves events or corporate events or something like that in the city. So I think that's maybe a little bit of a regret of mine, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Hank hammering Hank Aaron. Um, I considered the name Henry for my child uh, until a friend of mine took it. And I was, I was considering it because of (laughs) Hank Aaron. So uh, if that friend is listening, damn you. (laughs) So I've, I've got, uh, I've got baseball reference up here. And in uh, wins above replacement, Hank Aaron is seventh all time. So that's pretty big. Top top ten all time. I mean, the just the list. Uh, Babe Ruth, obviously number one. Cy Young, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Roger Clemens. Yeah, and he. Yeah, I mean, he, I would be surprised if there is not a major statistical category offensively that Hank Aaron is not top ten. Yeah. I, I I would assume almost everything you know, uh, doubles, you know, total bases, extra base hits, you know, whatever. I, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think anything like that. I think they said he had 30 home runs in 15 straight seasons, which from a longevity That's... perspective is, uh, mm-hmm. is pretty unheard of to hit 30 home runs, you know, like when you're 38, you know, all through your thirties. I mean, that's ridiculous, but don't want to downplay obviously his, the racial impact of, mm-hmm. uh, of watching. And I think, that despite all the death threats and, and everything, I think they said that obviously it was a, a pivotal moment. I think Vince Scully said that it was probably his favorite home run call that he made because he was on the Dodgers broadcast because they were playing the Dodgers uh, because he, you, know, you got to see, a, as he put it, a black man get a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a, a white man's record. Mm-hmm. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty impactful. Yeah. Do you know who who was playing in the outfield that like ran back to the wall to try and 
catch the ball, which was going clearly over. Mm-mm. Kirk Gibson. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen him. He, he's the one that leaps. Yeah. 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 Kirk yeah. Gibson uh, was the guy in the, in the back. Reading a couple of the articles today, I was reminded of the, the, the mascot of the uh, Negro league team that mm-hmm. Hank Aaron played on. What was that team? The Indianapolis clowns. <laughs> Come on. Is there a big clown <laughs> thing in Indianapolis or what's the deal? Oh. I don't know. The clowns. Yeah. How long did he did he play in the in the Negro Leagues? Interesting that this happened uh, so shortly after MLB decided to incorporate the Negro League stats into the all-time baseball statistics. Oh, they did. Yeah, that was. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Well, maybe it's not official. I know they were, I, but I think it was. I think MLB moved to put all the Negro league stats into like the official MLB season and career stats. There was no doubt a lot of great players um, playing there. And I think the, the, the logic works there because unlike them saying, we're not going to count like stats from Asia, we you know, they had that whole debate because the Ichiro has, you know, like 4,000 hits. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, cause it's a different market over there. And it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. You know, the talent comes this way, but I think with the Negro leagues, right. I mean, there was a barrier. It wasn't like talent could move or would be able to move from one to the other until they moved that barrier down. So for all we know, the talent was just as good, if not better, you know, in the other league, you know, I've never been to the Negro league museum, which I think is in St. Louis or it's somewhere in Missouri. It's near here. Uh, and, uh, and I've always wanted to, to go there. The, the Negro league hall of fame, or Kansas, city. Kansas city, it's even yeah. closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's supposed to be really cool. I had a, we had a family friend who, uh, liked to go there or went there a couple of times because they're Cuban and Cubans couldn't play, uh, or a lot of Cubans played in the Negro league because, you know, America, right. What do you, right. What do you, what do you expect from, from early 20th century America? Yeah, you're not white. <laughs> <laughs> just get over there but uh oh, man. anyway yeah. henry aaron uh so yes well henry. uh list listeners we you know that we're literally recording the day that he passed away um this is not going to be coming out for for a couple weeks but had had to mention it had to had to talk about it um while it's still sort of fresh in our minds we are indeed though discussing a different sport tonight um so as we are recording this we are uh, the weekend of the AFC and the NFC championship games. And that's got us thinking about the Super Bowl, which is going to be happening the week this episode is released. And uh, the one the one part of the Super Bowl that can unite everyone, even those that are not sports fans, right? Thinking about the halftime show. Um, so tonight we are going to be drafting four artists to put together a halftime show. These are going to be artists who have never done the halftime before. So we are ruling out anyone who has done a halftime show in the past or appeared in one in the past. So these are fresh faces for the halftime show. And um, this is not one of our historical drafts. This is just current uh, living musicians. Um, And I think, oh, and other than the four musicians that we are taking, we are going to add a little bit of pizzazz to it with our final pick, which is adding some kind of stunt or theme or something, um, you know, similar to 
the big curtain that Prince was behind or um, all the fireworks for different shows or what, whatever various sort of special things you'd see in a halftime show. We're going to be adding a little bit of flavor to our shows with, uh, with some of that. So um, guys, do you have, does, do you have a halftime show that kind of stands out to you in terms of uh, top performances? Not a top performance, but a top outtake. <laughs> so I was at a church event watching the Super Bowl when the whole wardrobe malfunction took place. And so for the listeners that don't remember, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. And uh, I think either they cut the feed or maybe they just opted to not even show the halftime show. <laughs> because they were concerned but uh it was that was memorable and just do you remember how much hubbub there was about that it was huge yeah it was huge yeah i i don't i don't i'm not a big nfl guy um i enjoy the super bowl because you get some nice snacks you know you get your you get your, your good food game on so that's what i like about the super bowl so i don't really watch a lot of the super bowls and I don't really watch a lot of the halftimes. I've actually watched more as an adult now because mm-hmm. I'm not running off and playing video games or something. So, but no, I don't, I don't actually particularly have a, a one that stands out to me. I think Bruno Mars has actually done it twice now. He has. He and was I, the headliner once and then he came back. Yeah. I liked his first one. I really liked his second one though, just because by that time a, a lot more of his songs were out that I think mm-hmm. are really great songs. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was hilarious when, when he, he did that kind of song off with Beyonce and then in the middle there, Chris Martin is trying to be funky and, uh, <laughs> you know, God bless Chris Martin trying to, trying to, trying to walk forward dancing with those two next to him. Uh, what can you do? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I found recently, I think last year after, or no, two years ago after, um, um, the, oh, what's the, I'm totally blanking randomly on uh, maroon five i don't know why i could not think of maroon five yeah. <laughs> but after Cause, that because you think adam levine anymore yeah, right yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> but after the maroon five halftime was such a t- horrible show i just went on like a dive of watching past performances and you know it's it's funny how you don't have to go back very far before the footage that is available of the shows is very poor Mm-hmm. So I tried to watch Prince's show. So just in 2009, the only like footage that's available that you can just like find on YouTube or, or whatever is a documentary. So you can't just watch the show. You can see segments of the show while people are talking about it. And there, but there's not any, there's not like a high def footage of the show widely available. Whereas now any of the modern shows you can look up and find like, you know, a million people have, have uploaded it, but it's highly disappointing because that show was, you know, like it, it started raining as he was singing Purple Rain. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like that was a good show and I would like to watch it again, but there's not a high def, good quality version of it anywhere. I'm sure there will be a halftime show screen streaming service that you'll have to subscribe <laughs> to for $3.99 a month uh, to get your fill of halftime performances. So. I'm that's surprising because DVRs existed at that point. So it seems like creating yeah, a di- digital can, version. Well, yeah, the old DVR, could you export them. that? You could mm-hmm. you get that off the, huh? 
Yeah, you could actually save it to a USB, I believe. My family had one that could do that. Now, I was looking through this and noting how many of these had passed. You know, Prince, mm -hmm. and then the next year was uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and Tom Petty's gone now. So mm -hmm. true. Yeah, that's true. At at the time of of recording, we have four teams left in the playoffs. Do we we each want to pick one to root for as the Super Bowl winner? I mean, they may not make it out of this weekend, but it'd give you a, a rooting interest for can you uh, list them off? Weekend. Yeah, we got <laughs> Michael's Tam not exactly the <laughs> Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Right, yeah, so are. I I just don't I'm not I just don't want to get stuck with Green Bay. I think that's my only stipulation. <laughs> not that I hate Green Bay, but I, I kind of have a little bit of sentimentality for the other ones. I actually, mm. uh, Kansas City's close by, so it's nice to root for the, the hometown team. I, I like Buffalo because they're always losers, so I'd love to see them actually do good, <laughs> win a Super Bowl once and not fail four times in a row. And I actually am rooting for Tom Brady at this point. Uh, you know, at a certain point when somebody's the best and you know they're the best, it's kind of like, well, let's see how long they can be the best to even like extend their their greatness lead over the next realm of players. So it's kind of my take. The the last time that I was really, I guess this tells you when I paid attention to football. I remember when Doug Flutie was the quarterback for the, the Bills. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's bad. I thought you were going to say you remember when Doug Flutie played for Boston College. I was like, no way, man. <laughs> I put my I, money on. Uh, let's randomly assign. I, I don't know about the yeah. Let's get random because I don't know about the concussion thing with the. Uh, uh, Mahomes is going to play. They said he's going to play. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll put them all in the list randomizer. Yes. I'm. Damn. All right. So I'm. <laughs> I'm rooting for Green Bay officially now. Cameron is. Or no, no. Michael's rooting for Buffalo, and Cameron is rooting for Kansas City. Let's go. And we all hate Tom Brady. So. Listeners, by yeah. the time by the time you hear this episode, guaranteed one of us will be out of it. <laughs> potentially, potentially all but one of us could be out of it. Paul, I don't know about this whole exercise. We might need to cut this from the bottom. I'm not sure what we're really gaining as far as a service to our listeners. Uh, I just want them when they see when they see Green Bay holding the Larry O'Brien Trophy. I want them to think. Paul, this was a win for Paul and Aaron Rodgers and me, the listener, for listening to such a great podcast. Uh, all right, let's 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 move on. We're at 27 minutes, by the way. This clock is stressing me out now that I have it in front of me. All right, well, I am up first, and I am actually glad to be up first because I feel pretty strongly about who I want to be. And, and we didn't set parameters around this. What I thought of was I wanted someone who's kind of the headliner, which is normally how the show does it, a headliner, and then some people who are not on stage as much. And so I like the first pick because I've got a lot of pairs behind my headliner and I'll be able to get one of those pairs with my back-to-back -back picks, assuming you don't, you guys don't draft all four of them after I take the first pick. So for my headliner, I, I was looking at people who have a full band um, for the headliner so I could do solo acts behind them. So there's just not as too much going on with a whole bunch of different bands. And I wanted someone who I felt like could incorporate with a bunch of other musicians. So I'm looking for someone who's very well liked and also 
can put on a killer show to a large crowd. So I am going with the with the number one pick here with the Foo Fighters. Um, Dave Grohl always kills it. Um, he was great in the inaugural concert that was going on the other night. Um, they play big arenas. Michael and I have seen them in a, a packed basketball arena, and that was a that was a pretty killer show. Um, got some good hits that will play really well in the stadium environment and. Dave Grohl, I think, is pretty universally loved in the music scene. I'm sure he's got a pretty deep Rolodex of musicians that uh, would love to work with him. And so I feel like he's just got the good personality that no matter what kind of genre for the other artist that's coming out, Dave Grohl is going to roll with it and incorporate well with them musically. And so I think um, the Foo Fighters would be great for, for what we're doing where we're going to have four total artists. I think Dave Grohl is sort of good as the centerpiece to hold all of that together. So number one pick, the Foo Fighters. I think Dave is hilarious. Everything I see, he just seems like a really genuine human being and a total blast to be around. He told some really great stories at the concert that we went to. Mm-hmm. Just hilarious. I don't know if he'd have much time to talk at the Super Bowl, but I agree that he'd be able to to pull in some other musicians. Uh-huh. Or like a, like a Larry King live interview. Well, hey, wait till we get to my stunt. <laughs> my, my fifth, my sizzle. Oh, 20 minute Larry King break. <laughs> uh, uh, let's take some calls. <laughs> Yeah, I had I had Foo Fighters on my shortlist. Um, I, I didn't know if I was fully committed to them, but they were they were right there. They were definitely been a, a replacement. Uh, I think it was actually like the wife's first recommendation for me, and I wholeheartedly agree. So uh, never seen them in concert. I feel like I see Dave Grohl more and more around. Uh, I don't <laughs> know how that. No, I mean like in, in 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 like performing, yeah. like you said at the inauguration. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing a lot of like touring and late night circuits over the last like three years or so so mm-hmm. i don't know if he's like hitting that you know midlife crisis or he, you know <laughs> i don't know how his bank account's going but uh i feel like i've no, seen him more than i did like over a decade ago so i i, I liked that like year where he had a broken foot and he was doing concerts with the huge leg cast on and still just sitting but rocking out while sitting yeah. that was those yeah. are some some good shows Broke it during a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that could be my sizzle for my. <laughs> someone breaks a leg during that. <laughs> Literally show. breaks a leg. Yeah. All right. Well, that is my pick, Michael. Why don't you take your first pick? Okay, so I've got two completely different lineups. It's tough, right? I'm running into the same problem that it's like you got to go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You can't just pick your favorite ones because it's not going to work musically. Right. And you run into an issue because this was my thought. Like if I start down one group that I think goes well together and then you guys take one of them, then it's harder to sub in Mm -hmm. to that lineup that you've already set up. That's true. That's true. So it's, this is really daunting, but I feel like my personal favorites would be an awesome show. But if I'm trying to cater to, maybe more more Americans and the world watching the Super Bowl show. I think I've got to go with my other list here. So for my first pick, I'm going to go with a group that 
has just astronomical sales and they have a huge fandom. It's something like the Beatles saw in the 60s. I'm going to pick BTS. I As soon as you said around the world, I wrote that down. And there, so I put mine into categories. And like I had like bands, you know, solo male artists, solo female artists, mm-hmm. uh, like older rock acts. And then I had one category that I just labeled like wild card. And <laughs> BTS was the top of my wild card <laughs> list. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had BTS on my shortlist too. Uh, you know, if you're trying to captivate the world, that's definitely the group to go with. So mm-hmm. uh, I had a hard time really figuring out what kind of a show I would mesh them with, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I'm interested to see where you're going to take it from here. Yeah, so. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. I hope it's all K-pop. Just, just four straight K-pop acts. Well, it is a Super Bowl, Paul, so we'll see. well now i'm in a bit of a jam not that i was going to pick any of those but i don't know i'm really starting to want to pull back on where i was going oh man getting that those third pick doubts i wish that i could honestly play two slots here and and pick my other set too (laughs) i know this is this is um michael just does celebrity picks for cameron every every round i don't want to give up all my picks <laughs> um so here's my issue i, I can go either newer age mm-hmm. i think i can go obviously artists who have been around in the last 15 years or i can go artists who had some you know top hits decades ago and i don't know what to do and this the the actual super bowl committee it seemed like that what their strategy for a long time was the older hits and then right. pivoted right recently to uh more modern hits because we did see the stones and the who and bruce mm-hmm. springsteen bruce springsteen yeah it's the tom petty you know uh-huh. i mean there's great shows but you know they have really moved away from that there's one uh there's one older act i won't mention it in case it comes up in a pick later there was one older act that i saw a lot of online like desire to have them do a show that I mm-hmm. was kind of surprised to see. Hmm. All right. I guess I'll go with the new one. So I'm not really huge fans of these picks, but based on my conversation with the wife, this was probably a better, a better, a better route to go um, to try and win this thing. Not that I care. Who cares? Um, so I think my first pick, I'm going to go with Ariana Grande. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with some, uh, some mainstream popular music here. Uh, never been in a Super Bowl halftime show and uh amazing voice uh, i'm a fan of her voice and there's a couple of her songs that i actually really like i have them on a couple of my spotify lists i'm not a fan of most of her stuff just because it's not my style but um from a vocal standpoint very talented and i think could be a, a great piece of a halftime show not saying she's the headliner i haven't really decided how this is going to get billed but ariana will be involved cameron that's a steal Boom. Oh. Boom. Boom. Steals are on. Cameron's got one. Starting off the new year with a new steal. <laughs> and Michael's a punk. No, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. But uh nice. Ariana Grande with the steal. All right. Yeah. Nice. The current Supreme, man. You picked a good one. All right. I uh I I had I listed her name and on one of my lists, but my wife gave me the opposite advice of your wife. She was like, yeah, I get that. 
Get out of here. Well, I would like to retract my first pick. And sorry, <laughs> they, they, they have they've signed on. They have a signed contract. They're showing up. So you better get uh, you better oh, get the old artist in there back them up. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, they weren't my first on the list, but I was thinking as far as my picks go, this one would go earlier if somebody was going to take it. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Paul was going to take it based off the Foo Fighters thing, but who knows? You never know. Yeah, it yeah, goes I, everywhere these days. So it's true. That's true. No, I uh, I find I'm I'm not as big a fan of her solo work, but I like a lot of her collaborations that she's done. I like thank you next. That's pretty good. But um, yeah, I, I would be hard pressed to list a lot of her singles, but she's done some collaboration work with three or four mm-hmm. other artists that has been some, some solid, so, solid hits. Yeah. Oh shoot. I got to go again. That's right. That's right. Or you could just take a, you know, pass. All right. I'm going to roll it along. We'll go with another artist, not a huge fan of, uh, I do know more of her songs. That's right. Uh, and I think they're a little more catchy. I think we'll probably sing them on the radio a little bit more. And I think uh, she's still got a lot of room in her career to probably expand upon that. I'm going to go with Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, man. There's what? another steal. Oh, oh, back to back steals. Kevin just got to third base. <laughs> and nobody's even been up to bat. Wow. Unbelievable back to back steals. I'm, uh, all right, I, I owe my wife a gift or something. These are her picks. Awesome. So, Rihanna, Paul, what was your thought there? Just uh, a little, a, a little grittier voice can work well with the Foo Fighters. Is that the thought? Well, uh, one, I mean, everyone would really like her to do it. Like, she's she's the top of a lot of the list you see of people that are like, and she, I mean, she's just huge. Um, and the, another reason I had her sort of higher than some other people is, again, I'm thinking about how to integrate them together. And I had someone that I thought paired really well with her um, that would sort of mesh, mesh some different styles. And so now I'm going to have to, I might save that to the end because I don't know if I'm going to make the same draft picks now, but I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to work around that a little bit. But um, yeah, she was, they tried to get her to do it um, last year and she, um, actually turned them down because she said she did not want to be a sellout and because of, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So, I read that. I saw that article too. I want to, but in, in this case, uh, you are, you are drafting her into duty. So she does not have a choice to turn down, um, turn down. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good pick and would be a, would be a popular pick. Paul, I had my mic muted. If I had been faster, I could have said, turn down for what? <laughs> uh, hey, little Mike, everybody, little Mike. All right. Well, hey, I'm feeling good. You know what? I, I need to stop picking my own picks. I think, uh, I think I just, I'm just bad at picking. So the wife kind of was like, hey, how about these? I was like, okay, yeah, they sound good. You're, you're not in touch with the, the young crowd anymore. No, no, no. To be honest, I was thinking Frank Sinatra Jr., I think, you know, he puts on a good show, so. All right, Mike, well, you're up. All right. You you could just draft the cast of Sing 2 and try to get some synergy going with your movie draft picks. Who's in Sing 2, Paul? Tell me. Telepathically right now. I I don't know. It's your your pick, (laughs) man. You should. Uh, Man, well, picked BTS. I feel like the, the juice is flowing. So I'm going to pick someone that's got the juice. 
I'm taking Lizzo. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna take OJ Simpson, but that's that's good too. Yeah, Lizzo. The 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 wife mentioned this one, uh hot right now, really hot oh, in the last she's 18 so good. months. Yeah, really good. A lot of lot of quality, interesting, uh real edgy song. So um I think I think I think if she had maybe yeah, yeah, I think it could work. I think she's got work. some upbeat stuff and oh I know she does. She's a, she's a flautist. So if ever there's a break in the song, she can come in with the flute. I feel like yeah, it's gonna be okay. solid with okay. BTS dancing around. Yeah, I no, I think she would do well with BTS. Yeah. I'm putting together a show. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate you don't have Ariana Grande, but I mean these are okay. Hey, yeah, hey we'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm doing a little side googling here. I can tell. Rework my trying picks. to see if she dies like <laughs> something. But uh, no, but uh, solid. You can't you can't go wrong with Lizzo. Solid pick. Um, we uh, I I bought for the switch um, the uh, oh, what's it the the dancing game. Um, just, just dance. dance DDR. Oh no. Yeah. So just, it, it's like DDR, but instead of a pad on the ground, it used motion controls yeah. to see if you're doing, so you have to like move your arms and yeah. things. Um, but aren't, well. don't those only have one motion controller? No, you have, you have two. Oh, you have two. Yeah, oh, you can you use two joy cons and then, um, but, uh, Lizzo has a song on it and, um, uh, uh, it's water and then or is it is that the what's the full title of the track water uh, me water me that's it and you know it's they just have like animations when you do all the dances and for water me it's a dancing panda and so my kids could do that one like and by do it i mean i have to dance and then they just run around the room doing some of the dance moves but they could do that like 16 times in a row, mostly because of the panda. They're just like, do the panda song. Dance to the panda song. There we go. Panda backup dancers. Make it happen. All right, Paul. Yeah. Stop your Googling. Oh, don't, be, don't be a camera. Don't be like me. All right. I'm I've gotta I've gotta drop. Man. All right. I'm I'm gonna go. And again, this is why for the first pick, I, I did the Foo Fighters because I think there's Again, I think Dave Grohl's got the versatility to roll with a lot of punches. So I've got to switch up what I think was the the dream lineup here because Rihanna was part of that. And then the other pick, I think, meshed well with Rihanna. I'm not sure how to pull that pick in with uh, some of these other artists. So I'm also dropping that pick. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to give Cameron any ideas if it's not already on his radar. No, just who was? I mean, well, nobody's going to pick it. They're not going to mesh well. They're not going to mesh with my Ariana, so. Oh, it was Lou Bega. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with uh, probably the one of the top charting artists right now. I'm a big fan. My wife is a big fan. Uh, also tops a lot of the lists in terms of who people would enjoy doing the show and does a great job with production um, on every time she does a live performance, it makes, you know, trending everywhere because of, um, of the production value as well as the performance. So I'm going to go Taylor Swift here with the second pick. Yeah. Good pick. Um, I think it's going to happen at some point. I don't know. Yes. I mean, it feels like it, it's kind of surprising. It hasn't happened already. Um, but yeah, I, I would imagine sometime within the next five years, 
this this happens. Hmm. Yeah. No, not a huge Taylor Swift fan, uh, but man, some of her songs can get stuck in my head, uh, and and I don't like it. Uh, but they get stuck in my head. They are catchy. She has some a well-oiled machine of songwriting behind her for sure. I think this is a solid pick. I mean, listen, you know, she's got millions and millions of fans. So you want viewership during the Super Bowl? Great pick. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I will just move into the third round then. And and I've got, um, this is where I'm, I'm having to ditch a lot of my list because I'm, I'm, uh, uh, just the way that, and I, you know, I mentioned before we started the draft, I was excited for this one because I feel like the past many drafts we've done, I've just had a very large list of, um, of who I wanted to take. And so if somebody I had on my list got picked, it didn't mess up my strategy a lot, but this one I'm having to really think about the alternate picks on my list. So I'm going to go, um, one thing I love about uh, uh, halftime shows is when you have very odd pairings that you probably would not sort of put together, mm-hmm. um, like Bruno and um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, when they announced that, it it was sounded super odd, and then it was just funky and awesome when they did it. And so uh, I'm going to go with um, a name that might not immediately come into conversations with the Foo Fighters or Taylor Swift but someone who does excellent collaborations has a super unique style. And I think would sort of mesh well on stage. And I'm also really looking at solo artists past the band, just so there's not like a million people trying to do stuff on stage at the same time. So uh, pick number three, I'm going post Malone. Oh, very interesting. I I have, I have no words to be honest. I can't tell you a single song title of his, but I know he's huge. And I've seen him in the, what is it? Doritos Locos commercials or something. <laughs> yes. You, some, you know some of his songs. You probably I know I do. I just, I couldn't name any of them off the mm-hmm. top of my head. Uh, have you, um, oh, Wow is his big hit, but um, uh, you've watched Spider-Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that song, the Sunflower song that there's a big montage to at the beginning that's Post Malone and um, Sway. Is that the is that the one that Miles tries to sing along with, but he ends up mumbling because yes. the words are yeah. hard to understand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's Post that Malone. One. And we play that song a lot. That's good. And he has, uh, uh, like Dave, has an amazing sense of humor. So there is a series of memes where people will do post and then something that rhymes with Malone, like post alone, and they put him on the home alone poster and stuff. And he's just gone on shows and like reenacted some of those, like dressed up like some of those memes and stuff and like skits and things like that. And you know, you just enjoy someone who has a good sense of humor and um, clearly can kind of poke fun at himself. And, but his, and his style is really hard. I mean, he's influenced by hip hop and R&B and all this stuff. And it's hard to nail down exactly mm-hmm. what his style is. But he does, like I said, really good collaborations with people. And so I think, um, uh, and so do the Foo Fighters and Taylor Swift. And so I think all of them together would um, would work really well together to come up with something uh, something kind of unique. So yeah. Speaking of the puns with his name, the memes... I got it wrong. It's uh, 
post limon because it was Doritos hot. Oh, oh hot okay. <laughs> I get it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 He did have a pretty fly suit that he wore that commercial. That's right. Good, good, good fashion sense too. So very shiny. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of post. Um, he's been on, um, so we watched Good Mythical Morning, which is a YouTube show, Rhett and Link, if you've heard of them, but um, they, it's like a, you know, just a short morning show on, on YouTube and they do funny stuff, but he's been on, he came on and and improvised like Christmas carols in different music styles with them, I think was his episode. And he's, he came on another time, but um, uh, clearly has a good sense of humor. And those, those episodes he was on were hilarious. So um, I'm a fan. All right. Well, Michael, who's um, who's uh, who's matching with your your K-pop and your Lizzo here? So I think I got to, again, stick with the juice that's flowing already. I'm going to take someone who can rap and MC this sucker and keep all the audience into it. I'm going with Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B. Yeah, I definitely on my short list. Not a, a first pick, but it was a backup. Uh, it was a backup. Love some Cardi B. So, uh, be interesting to see if she sticks around. Some of these, some of these hot artists go away after about two, three years uh, after they hit the mainstream. So it'd be interesting. Um, I think Cardi B, personal, you know, it's not fair to make just random comparison, but I prefer Cardi B to. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. That's correct. Okay. I was trying to yeah. think who is the most That's similar correct. to. So I love Cardi early Mickey, Nicki Minaj. Um, mm-hmm. Pre, I don't know, 2014, 2013. Yeah. Um, but uh, ever since then, way too commercial. I'm just not a fan of, of hers. So I don't know. If, if Cardi B keeps doing what she's doing now, I'll be happy. So I think Nicki Minaj and Missy Elliott have both been on the Super Bowl halftime before, and that's Missy has for sure. I think Nicki has too. Yeah. So Lizzo has songs with uh, Missy Elliott, or she has at least one. So can't pick her. Mm-hmm. I feel like Cardi B is a good mm-hmm. alternate who can rap and. Yeah, Nicki. Uh, Nicki was 2012 in the Madonna show. So it was, yeah, Madonna and then guests, LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, and Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) So this seems way too fresh in my memory. I think I've watched that weirdly in the past year on YouTube. I don't know why, but I feel like I've seen that halftime show pretty recently. Yeah. Hey, I mean, like I said, the the modern shows where you can actually get the footage, uh, There's some good shows to watch. Yeah, man. You know, I think I the other one I I looked at a lot of halftime shows before we did the concert draft, and then decided mm-hmm. you didn't get enough bang for your buck. You know what? That might have been shows. it, Paul. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I don't. Probably I've I've listened to the least of Cardi B out of anyone that we have picked so far. Um, and it just, I don't know, just hasn't been, I mean, I I, I can, I can name some of the songs, but have not just have not, uh, not, not put them on a lot. So. Well, with three small children, it's understandable. Yeah. It's a very limited amount of time during the day when we (laughs) could listen to some Cardi B. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's kind of music you only hear in your, your car by yourself or at home by yourself. Not something you can really hear anywhere else. All right. So. Cameron 
Back All right. to back picks. I, I oh, you're right. I've been over here racking my brain which one to pick first. <laughs> you don't want to steal it from yourself. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna go with somebody surprisingly. Here's gonna be my. I don't know. Be my headliner. Definitely co-headliner. You can't put you can't put this artist as number three or four. Really surprising. They have not done a Super Bowl performance. And uh, I'm a huge fan. Would love to see this artist live at some point before they retire. I'm going with the one, the only Elton John. Elton John, the piano man himself. What up, Mike? You feel like you got something to say. Your team has just become the most eclectic one here. That <laughs> hey, is well. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, I'm not Elton saying John it's bad. And Ariana I, is a pretty good mashup, in, in my opinion. Oh, I'm not knocking it, but. I mean, the, I mean the Rihanna, who knows, but the, the Ariana Elton John, I think, I think that's going to be a good, a good play. Uh, I have a feeling that they can play off each other really, really mm-hmm. well. So uh, Elton John, I mean, just so many hits, it's going to be hard not to do a pro. I mean, he could just do it as a halftime show himself, but uh, yeah. I feel like you need to find someone for your next pick that's in their forties or fifties kind of span that <laughs> age gap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see who your your other pick lined up here is. You want me to go straight um, into it, and then y'all can just kind of look at my team. No, 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 no. Let's um, let's talk uh, about Sir Elton John. I'd like to know if any of y'all are drafting any knighted <laughs> knighted individuals. So, what what are some songs that you're thinking are going to either be remixed or pair well with uh, Ariana or Rihanna? Um, you know, Michael, I hadn't actually looked at, uh, <laughs> I, I watched the, was it it's, called rocket man? What was the, the one with, uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah. Engine. Rocket man, rocket man, man, that was out there. It it's, was, it was interesting. You know what? It's just going to be, uh, the lion King soundtrack. Just, Oh just man. Now, if if you just did the Lion King soundtrack, you got a winner of a show right there. Hey, there's your fifth pick. Your theme is it's just the Lion King. Yeah. And everyone, <laughs> they're all just doing Lion King songs. Uh, Crocodile Rock's kind of rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's right. Bitch Saturday Night's all right Saturday, for fighting. Saturday Night, that's a, that's a pretty rocking song. Well, you know, um, I, I think the, the easiest way to integrate it all together is you have Ariana and Rihanna doing something lights kind of go out spotlight yeah. on a piano yeah. it's tiny dancer sings half of tiny dancer ariana and rihanna come in and they all sort of trio tiny dancer because that's a ballad that they can yeah. all get into yeah. and so paul uh, helping cameron win here <laughs> sounds like a great show beats, sounds like a great beats show the, beats the hell out of foo fighters and taylor swift i'll tell you that <laughs> Like to see, I like to see them do Tiny Dancer and see if it gets the same reaction. Well, you know what? I can totally see Taylor Swift starting out on Everlong. <laughs> and uh, Dave Grohl remarked one time, it might have been Taylor. Someone started playing his song at a party, and he had had a few drinks, mm-hmm. no beverages. And he's like, man, that song's amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> he didn't even remember this song. <laughs> Took him a while to, <laughs> oh, that's mine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, babe. Again, this is who I want headlining my show. That 
That's halftime, ladies and gentlemen. Now, please put your hands together and welcome the What's on Draft Marching Band. Brought to you by the Dead Zone, sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. Yeah, let's, uh, what do you say? It's been a tough round. What do you say we, we head into the locker room and take a little break? And, uh, and then we can come back and finish out this draft. I need my Gatorade. Whoa, watch what you're swinging that trombone, man. Ah, trombones. They're the worst. Hey, good job out there, guys. Really, really like the energy. Doing good. Thanks, Steve. Hey, thanks, Steve. We appreciate you. Really good picks out there, guys. Yeah, up top, bro. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. Doing what I can. Guys, I just don't know about my team. You know, had a couple of steals already. I don't know if we can pull it out. Yeah, mine's pretty. Mine's pretty rough. Even though I got everybody I want, I actually think uh, they're not going to mesh very well, and this show is going to fall apart. Guys, I don't know. It's. I think it's. It's going to be hard. I really tweaked my wrist writing down a few of those picks on the draft board. It's gonna be hard to get out there for the second half. Yeah, um, this old rickety chair, my back. I'm gonna. I might have to go ahead and. We might have to cut this draft short. I don't know. It's. It's been a late. Guys, I know that you're down. You. You had a rough first half. Well, who the? uh, Well, who 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 is this? this? Can I help you, sir? I'm the coach. Coach for the halftime music show. Wait, we. We have a coach. This is a podcast. The Super Bowl is serious. Any anytime anybody says the word Super Bowl, they send out a coach. Got to make sure things are serious. Wait, Cameron, do you know who they is? What is? I, I'm I'm confused. I'm I'm lost. Can I I'm help from you? From the NFL. I, I don't think I don't think we need you, sir. Uh, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and call this draft off. It's been a late night. Guys, you gotta you gotta stick to it. I know you can pull it out. I, I know there's been a couple dr- steals, but uh, if y'all hold on, I feel like your picks are going to come through. You got one more strong pick, and then you got a showstopper. You can do it. I have faith in you. Well, we're, we're, we're competing against each other, so I don't, I'm not sure who you're coaching here because I'm trying to make Paul lose. I care about a good show. I don't care who wins. I care about a good show. How did you get on this feed? Uh, Paul, are you handing out your Zoom? Is this posted somewhere? I, I did not post this publicly. I don't. The NFL knows anytime anyone says the word Super Bowl. I, I feel like, are you related to Howard Cosell? Because you have this kind of speech pattern, but but somebody who smokes. He might be related. But coach, I just don't know, man. My wrist. I'm just really not feeling it tonight. You can play about a wrist. You're working on a mic. Lean into the mic. Oh, lean into the mic. 
Like this, coach? Oh, that sounds good, Paul. That sounds so good. much better. You got well, this. Well, coach, I, I just I just don't have a showstopper. I mean, why even why even draft if I'm not even going to get that last pick in? You got Ariana Grande and Elton John. Showstopper right there. Okay, I'll draft him again. But that makes me feel bad about my, my picks because you're just talking about his picks. Paul, I believe in you. You got visuals. You got visuals. You got imagination, Paul. Use your imagination. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I feel good. Feeling it. Yeah. I think I can draft a showstopper. I think I can come up with something. I think I might draft this coach as my showstopper. That Michael, he's got nothing. He ain't going to win. Well, we knew that. I mean, that's why we have him on, on the pod. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many headlines. Are you just going to take this from coach? Hey, I picked a team that can win. They're all stars in their own right, and they're going to put on one heck of a show. No, I agree with the coach. Your team's a loser. Yeah, my team's awesome. Hey, I'm coach number two. I'm set from the NFL. Whenever the first coach that the NFL sends does a bad job, with one of the teams that they're pumping up in a scenario where the coaches are coaching three teams simultaneously at a halftime. All right, I'm both confused, but also inspired that the NFL is taking such a hands-on approach to marketing our podcast. This is great news. Uh, uh, Coach number two, uh, we're pretty sure Michael's team sucks, but what what do you think? Michael, here's the thing. Nobody in this draft as as many views and as many fans online as your team. And that's only with your first pick. And then you got two other guys. You don't even really need them, but you got all the views coming in from BTS. That's all you need. So what that's I want great. you to do is go out there, dig deep, reach down, pull your bootstraps up, and knock it out of the park. I got this. But, you know, not not out of the – because it's, it's a different sport. But uh, knock it into the end zone and catch it in the end zone and then spike it out of the park. In times of COVID, it's the online viewership that matters. That's what I'm going for. At this point, I think we should just finish the draft so we can get these coaches off our back. Uh, so I say we go back out there and draft. All right. Let's do it, Cameron. And we we are back Woo. feeling pretty pumped, slightly concerned that multiple people got into our password protected Zoom feed, uh, apparently at the bidding of Roger Goodell. So we'll uh, we'll need to figure that one out. But uh, Cameron, why don't you take us into the fourth round here with your final musician? All right. I'm feeling pumped after that locker room speech. I think I liked coach number one's approach but i think coach number two really knows how to close out an inspirational speech so um just wanted to say that i'm gonna go with a rather smaller artist i don't believe y'all would have even considered drafting them they're 
they are somebody I've seen live. They put on a really good show. I think they're going to mesh really well with Elton as well as Ariana and Rihanna. I think they're going to bridge a little bit of that. They're going to take somebody who's musical, kind of performs with a band, uh, and and sometimes can do some rock and stuff and kind of take take give it a little more of a finer edge, not a finer edge, like a rougher edge. Um, so I'm going to go with Panic at the Disco as my number fourth pick. Someone who has a duet with one of my picks that uh, was recently on the on the airwaves. Brendan knows how to sing. He's That's a good right. singer. You are going to get a lot of support for this one, having Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, so Cameron, now that you've now that you've made your picks, I like I like Panic. Brendan, obviously, very good. Um, pairs well. Uh, with the voice can pair well with anyone, but uh, you didn't take the other artist that I was pairing with Rihanna and who would have actually paired very well with Elton John as well, as he has a hit uh, song with Rihanna and Elton John. Either of you know who I'm talking about? No. Eminem. Oh. As Monster with Rihanna and Stan with Elton John. So, uh <clears throat> Yeah, my plan was because Rihanna and Eminem had the connection that they would have um, been able to, you know, transition well with their duet. And then Eminem, someone else who they've been trying to get to the Super Bowl for a long time, but apparently he's just very comfortable saying, I'll do it, but you got to pay me a lot of money. And they have not wanted to pay him a lot of money. Hmm. So he has not uh, has not done it. But uh, I think that could have tied again because he's got famous songs with other people on your team. Could have uh, could have tied stuff together here. Yeah, I'm not a huge Eminem fan, and I mean it's hard to build a show with Eminem Eminem involved as a central point when you're trying to have an eclectic mesh. I I understand he has some good duets with some of these artists, but I think he's actually going to limit the musicality of the show if he's a central figure. So that would be kind of be my my offset to that. You're going to have some angry music. Yeah. Or it's going to be all like, guys, I'm going to go sit these two songs out because there's no, I'm not going to be involved with this stuff. You know, where I think these artists can all partake in some regard to practically any song they're going to play. So, uh, so you're going to have them all out together the entire show. I'll let you know in the fifth (laughs) round. My showstopper is that they're all singing individual songs simultaneously. (laughs) for the entire show yeah so there we go panic at the disco uh mike so to close out mine i've got a couple ideas but i think i'm going to take maybe the more popular of the two with the youths the youths this one's heavy on the tiktok very humorous does a lot of uh, i don't know if you can call it baking a lot of junk food recipes that are pretty amazing. Takes one bite and then that's all you see him eat. Excellent dancer, excellent singer, great all-around performer. I'm going with Jason Derulo. I, I, I'm not familiar with uh, Jason Derulo's um, <laughs> Nor TikTok I. presence, so I had no idea where you were going. I mean, I'm <laughs> I, familiar with Jason Derulo and his music, but not his TikTok uh, yeah. presence. Or his baking. You're saying he bakes on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. Yeah, he makes a lot of interesting junk food recipes where it's literally like multiple junk foods put together and then baked. Yeah. 
Right. I, I, he's got some some like well known songs you hear on the radio a lot, and he has had for at least a decade. Uh, so I think that's an interesting play. He I, he does seem to mesh with your your crowd pretty well. So um, I don't think it's a bad pick. What I'm thinking is. He can dance, so you know we can work out a choreographed number with BTS. Oh, that's true. He would. Yeah, it'd be really cool mm-hmm. seeing him him moving with them. Yeah. I I hope your showstopper is that it's Jason Derulo from Cats. <laughs> uh, and Mike, yeah. I like that you have a team uh, full of people who like to add their own names into their songs. So anytime you're transitioning. <laughs> from one musician to another <laughs> in the show just like, they could just announce themselves is it the <laughs> so that's true yeah, I think that works not very not a very humble group but uh <laughs> i don't want humble for the super bowl <laughs> no, no, you don't want humble for a halftime show no 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 yeah i like it good stuff uh paul all right well uh i didn't think this pick would get taken and, but I'm glad it didn't because it ties into my showstopper pick. I didn't have another idea for the fifth pick. Um, so uh, with this, I'm going to do someone who I'm uh, they there was a big push in the Atlanta Super Bowl um, to get this group to reunite and perform. Um, so they are not uh, they, they don't perform currently but they're not like broken up as in they no longer, you know, they hate each other. They just have kind of stopped performing and occasionally we'll come back and they did a big tour 2014, I think was the last big tour they did, but in the news uh, recently, because October of 2020 was a, the 20th anniversary of one of their big hits. And so they re-released the album with a bunch of new music. And so I think this goes really well with um, getting some buzz for the Super Bowl, although you'll get to get to my showstopper in a minute here with this. So with my fourth pick, uh, I am going to take Outcast. Oh, oh, that's a good pick. I didn't uh, I didn't see them on any lists, uh, but uh, yeah, they definitely haven't been in a Super Bowl that I remember. Nope. Outcast, man. Now there's some hits right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling kind of yeah. I wouldn't mind having Outcast on my team. <laughs> I yeah, think so, so October was the uh, 20th uh, anniversary of Stankonia, which was their first album on their independent label, and so they re-released it with a some new tracks and things in um, October of 2020. And that's the one that had their first Grammy win for Miss Jackson and a bunch of other their their biggest hits. And so, um, sort of in the in the news recently. Um, but uh, and and I'll get to I don't I don't I won't I'll I'll sort of like I said I'm going to incorporate them specifically into my showstopper. But uh, when two years ago, when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, obviously Outcast means a lot to Atlanta. That's where they put their studio. They're from Atlanta. They're huge in the Atlanta hip hop scene. And so everyone thought that would be the perfect opportunity for them to, you know, come out and reunite, do the halftime show for Atlanta, um, which I think would have been super awesome. Uh, so it's going to be missing you know, not going to have the same ring happening in Tampa as it would in, in Atlanta, but would still be very, very excited to, uh, to see outcast on the stage. 
Yeah, no, that's a solid, solid pick. No doubt about it. I feel like Andre Benjamin has just kind of dropped off the map in the past few years. Andre 3000? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they haven't done. um, They they briefly got back together in 2019 because uh, Big Boy's son was graduating from college. Oh, my. And so Big Boy and Andre showed up and gave him a Tesla. Well, that's cool. Um, for graduating, or maybe it was high school, uh, but he was graduating. And so, yeah, they, they got back together and posted photos of them together on, on Instagram. I, I mean, I think they're both just have families and are yeah. doing family stuff and enjoying all the money they made running and still running the record label. But exactly. They made it big. You know, why not enjoy life? <clears throat> I imagine touring's incredibly stressful. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure, especially if you have family just mm-hmm. on the road for that long. All right, Paul. So tell us what this magical showstopper is. All right, this All is right. I can already tell this is going to be elaborate. Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, no, uh, I, I have a I have a feeling that you wanted this draft just for the showstopper. Well, um, I actually yeah, had a hard you. time coming up with anything for this. Uh, my initial thought process was bring back some of the old weird themes they used to do and like do a weird theme as like a throwback Super Bowl halftime show. But I decided instead um, what I would like is to, to make sort of just a crazy viral moment, right? That would be huge. So my showstopper is that the fact that there is an outcast reunion happening is gonna be a total surprise. So it's not gonna be announced anywhere Mm. and so what i'm thinking is in fact there's like a red herring right where they announce that there's like some new artist right that's gonna get to perform with the halftime show it's like a big deal it's like someone that no one's ever heard of and they're like this is weird you know who is this person that's getting to come out on stage they announce that you know leading up to the super bowl and then this is where i think dave grohl's humor comes into it then they're like, okay, and now this, you know, introducing this new artist and then Outcast come out instead of a new artist. And there's just a beat of silence. Everyone's going wild because they didn't know Outcast was going to be there. And then Dave Grohl is just like, I don't know. And then they just start playing like, hey, ya, you know, as the background and then Outcast busts into it. But I think that would be. Okay. Uh, reunion, uh, surprise reunion. Yes. Yeah. Here. Okay. You know, like everything is, you, you know, ahead of time with the Super True. Bowl. True. You, the theme, a lot of times, what the decorations are going to look like, who's going to yeah. be performing. And because people have wanted Outcast to reunite specifically at the Super Bowl in the recent past, I think it would be everyone, you know, I could just imagine everyone on like immediately posting online and just being like, Outcast, like what is going on? That'd be cool. If I saw, if, if it was a surprise outcast performance, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty awesome. So yeah, that is my showstopper. That'd be a big surprise. So yeah. hopefully there would be uh, footage of this that uh, lasts for, you know, more than a decade. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Mike. Okay. So looking through Uh, I did some research trying to figure out artists that were doing cool things with their production, trying to figure out what the best concert experiences were. And watching some BTS videos, I noticed just how important color was to 
what they do, their, their costumes, the backgrounds and everything. So I feel like having all of my performers wearing white and then having color projected and then having 3D objects that they can project onto during the show would be really interesting. I've seen some shows do this. And then, so we've got all of these color spectrum things being projected during the show. And then toward the end, we have basically the festival colors where they start having cannons of all these uh, colored powders going off everywhere. And all of the artists start to, you know, get color on their outfits. So I think, I think it's clear if anybody didn't know it, that you're an art teacher. Uh, that's the first thing I want to say. Very art, art centric, you know, so uh, interesting. How do you rehearse that? I mean, OK Go is uh, <laughs> huge <laughs> and uh, they practice those Rube Goldberg machines all the time. So that's true. It can be that's done. Sure. Right. Yeah, I can see. And I like the um, the thought of all the still images after, right? The photography of them after they get kind of blasted with color. Mm -hmm. uh this the photography of the show is either going to be look awesome or look hilarious depending <laughs> on what the coverage looks like and i think either way that's a win uh okay yeah cool all right so mine let me ask you a question i'm gonna try to kind of dictate this how do you feel when you see groups of people together do you like it when they all sing somebody's song or do you like to hear somebody sing the other person's song to kind of see how they sing it. How do you either say what again? Say, huh? Neither. So you're going to go like one of like, okay. You Only sing original song. artists sing your own song. So in your show, they're never like all singing. No, I'm joking. Cameron. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm asking for an opinion here. What's, uh, mm -hmm. what's your, I what's your thought? I feel like the uh, group efforts can get a little sloppy sometimes. Right. Everybody's trying to impact it a little uh -huh. bit. I do yeah. like the, I do like it sort of duet style. Right where okay. Um, okay. you get a lot of the artist who's known for the song, and then maybe on the chorus or something, you have one other person come in and add a little flavor. Yeah, but okay. if you had everyone doing it, that's gonna get. Here's what I'm gonna do, right? I'm gonna kind of run some duets here, right? And we're gonna have these artists uh, dress stylistically in the manner of another one of the four artists, right? So uh, we're gonna have like rihanna in like very flamboyant suits with glasses okay you know we're gonna have elton, elton john dressed like ariana grande <laughs> i was gonna say more probably like a like a real hip brendan uri you know so oh, not the latex uh, bodysuit <laughs> yeah no no and i'm sure brendan can do that actually so he'll do that so get them dressing like the other artists and then you know mix them with some duets where they're you know they're singing who they're kind of dressed as so they're you know you know that kind of thing so yeah a style vocal switch up um so it's kind of like uh the artist you know trying to uh what do you call it like uh, cover the other person um and do one of those like uh like a fan band you know how they dress up like mm -hmm. the four these four guys dress like the beatles and they sing beatles songs so yeah so they're gonna sort of sing so you're gonna have like elton john singing i write sins not tragedies dressed as so, the, so, so the first the first like like probably like two-thirds of the show is that and then at the end um they actually sing like the the one like 
chorus of their big song they go back to theirs to kind of like mm-hmm. bring the crowd back home to be all like oh yeah these people sing these songs really well so style switch that's what paul wrote on the draft board <laughs> style switch <laughs> so all right let's My, do uh let's michael do well, well michael appears to be deep in thought about hey, this thinking about this because yeah especially if i got elton john live in concert i'm gonna want only elton john sing his songs yeah all right i mean well then wait to the back half of the concert you know i mean i guess so you know it's just time's limited so they sing like five things and then they're done yeah they do yeah so that's what i'm thinking like you know they'll hit no song will be sung in its entirety because there's just four artists right it's going to be more like one of those mash mashup tracks where you hit a bunch of songs so it's gonna be like rotating. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. We're not gonna to listen to Ariana Grande sing, you know, the entire "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." We don't have time for that. You know, it's gonna go chorus to chorus to chorus, um, kind of mo- rotating. It's like, you know, so. Well, they, I mean, they fit in. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Under ten. I mean, it's got to be like what eight songs? Well, I'm. I, I mean, last year, if you. Well, some of this is including like orchestral intros. And there, there are some songs with, I mean, a lot of the songs, they don't sing the whole song. Right. That's what I'm saying. They had bits of 18 different songs. Okay. See, that's, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, that's not including some that were like, that's yeah. 18 different things, but like one was a mashup of Let's Get Loud and Born in the USA. And so technically right. if you're including all those mashups there's yeah. like 25 songs yeah here. that's 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 how we're gonna do it we're gonna mash it up we're gonna mash it up so we're gonna really hit the mashup style switch button here like it's gonna be non-stop blah 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 so yeah. looks like so all of the modern shows have been produced by oh no going back 2018 it wasn't and 2017 oh, so a lot of the modern shows are produced by one guy named Hamish Hamilton. So Hamish is the guy who's going to be pulling this all does together. He have, does he have like a 30 year contract? I mean, you think they would I don't, he's done a lot of shows since 2010. It's been him. Hmm. Um, Hamish, huh? He was born as Mark Hamilton and changed his name to Hamish, apparently. So there you go. Interesting name switch. All right. Well, why don't we do. Uh, do a quick recap here and then if we have any uh, alternates that we didn't end up taking we can give a brief mention to them so starting out uh, with my team my sort of headliner or announced headliner of the show would be the Foo Fighters and then the special guests um, as they have in the Super Bowl halftime show would be Taylor Swift Post Malone and then Outcast, and my showstopper is that nobody knows that Outcast is going to be there until they set foot on the stage. My headliner is going to be BTS, the world-renowned BTS, accompanied by Lizzo, Cardi B, and Jason Derulo. And the theme of my show is going to be color-centric, and it's going to end with a festival of color style cannons shooting uh, colored powder in the air and onto all of the artists and my theme is walk in their shoes just came up with that right now and uh, i'm gonna have in no particular order here it is a mixed show uh, ariana grande rihanna elton john and brendan is it yuri 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 yeah from panic at the disco uh, and the uh, fake the, fan. the stow shopper here. Yeah, no, he's great. 
is uh, that they will be doing a lot of covers of each other's songs uh, at the front half of the concert and a little bit of wardrobe theme uh, switching. So uh, not exact wardrobe theme. Obviously, you know, we have different body types here that we need to be mindful of. But uh, so a cool mashup. But don't worry, you're going to hear your, your favorite artists sing their classic songs on the back half of the halftime show. So uh okay alternates i'll tell you what Uh, michael why don't you get us yeah give us your your lineup you didn't go down i almost don't want to even share it because it might uh i don't know dilute the the listener's opinion of my team yeah that seems reasonable that's why we do this show so that we can keep stuff off the air yeah keep it a secret keep it a secret and don't tell anybody i agree I'll right. let them know next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. How does Madeline do it? Um, <laughs> Halsey was on my short list because she actually has a song with BTS. What was that? Senator Hawley from Missouri? Senator Josh Hawley. Interesting pick. Bold, Michael. Bold. My theme is insurrection. <laughs> the artist Halsey? Oh, Halsey. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I had, um, so I, I considered, I just didn't know how to sort of pair them into a big group, but there has not been um, a big country. I think 94, they had a show that was all country artists and um, there hasn't been a sort of a country theme or a big part of the show being country since then. So I considered some country artists. If I hadn't taken Taylor, who can do some country songs, obviously, um, but Carrie Underwood was was on my list um does the sunday night football theme so she's kind of got football um tie in there uh, the the older artist that i said i saw a lot of push for online to do a show was bon jovi and they apparently you know everyone thought oh he'll do it when the super bowl's in new jersey and he said well we decided not to do that one because we just thought it would be too obvious to do the new jersey super bowl what does that even i don't know what that means is that the one springsteen did uh right he's a jersey guy i don't think so because it was um springsteen was 09 yeah i don't think that was in jersey because it was more recent oh that was when bruno and the red hot chili peppers ended up doing Mm -hmm. it instead of bon jovi Hmm. which you know i personally i would rather watch bruno than bon jovi but a lot of people really want and then i didn't take it my personal just for my own enjoyment uh, pick to sort of headline a Super Bowl halftime show would be the Hives. Um, if you watch any of the live concert footage of the Hives, they're they're just awesome in concert and super good at crowd interaction. And they do a lot of crowd interaction during the songs. Um, but I think they would be best without a bunch of other artists at the same time, like maybe just one or two guests. But I would like to see Howlin' Pele out there doing that. Hmm. doing a halftime show so if, if it was just for my own personal enjoyment paul's super bowl the hives would be the number one pick right but uh i'm i was trying to trying to play the larger odds here a little bit with these picks so those those were my uh and then i already mentioned eminem but those are my those are my big alternates I had uh, I had another lineup that I was thinking of going down before I went a little more current. Now the older the other lineup had Elton John as well, but uh, Elton John kind of transcends time, so he was able to kind of fit into both, or I kept him. But it was going to be Elton John, 
there's going to be the nice mashup here with Billy Joel. There's going to be a piano man uh, kind of duet. And I was going to throw in Hall and Oates in there uh, as kind of the third stringers. And uh, I thought they would kind of have a cool kind of a, a yacht rock feel. And then for number four, I was going to bring in uh, our good friend Preston, who joined the pod uh, <laughs> episode five. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, the song Loose on Spotify by Preston, you should give it give it a give it a listen collaborator with the pod but he was going to be the fourth stringer i was going to do a uh, dark horse pick here with somebody we actually know and it was going to be those four those guys those four guys doing like you know easy 80s smooth rock yacht rock kind of stuff so that was kind of my approach i was like that ain't gonna win nobody's gonna pick that one for sure so i kind of bailed out i was also considering uh i was reading i was also kind of looking at kind of country names paul just for like some eclectic Mm -hmm. um approaches and uh garth brooks has never done one which i was a little surprised he's kind of a mainstream enough you would think they would pull him into one just yeah pull him in, but he yeah i one. so elena's a big country fan so i talked to her when trying to figure out who would be the best idea to to put at the top of the list um and and her her, her pick on garth was um that he's just older and doesn't have the same amount of energy to probably carry the halftime show that he's great where he can you know do the songs and kind of talk and tell stories with the crowd but he wouldn't have like the upper and so that's yeah. why i put carrie at the top of the list but okay since you all went ahead and read yours off i'll go ahead and tell you <laughs> I, my uh, mike we're i mean we're at the edge of, we're, we're out of time we want to thank our listeners for uh listening to the podcast you okay go ahead mike so i was going to have a blues guitar theme and have four different stages where they're basically having a guitar battle and then they merge together and put on this one epic show. But it was going to star the Black Keys, mm-hmm. Gary Clark Jr., Great. Brittany Howard, and Jack White. Oh, I had Jack White down my yeah. short list also. I was considering Jack White. Uh, that's great. I love the instrument, Matt. I mean, the instrument kind of uh playoff that's really cool i didn't consider that uh, it's unfortunate there aren't a little more influence uh or or we don't have the instruments kind of take center stage as much as almost always a vocal kind of performance and that's what we're kind of focused on so i would love to see some more uh mu- musicians with their instruments kind of going at it these artists aren't known for dancing i mean there's not a whole lot of movement yeah. that you can do like yeah. bts around a stage yeah. if you're actually playing intricate uh instrumentals so i i thought about black keys and sort of the foo fighters yeah vein. um i just i don't know some like i feel like they again would be a better show if there was just like one guest right like if it was mostly the black keys getting to do their thing that's why i thought like maybe a, a blues show mm-hmm. yeah and that, that i think that feel... does make a lot of sense Cause they could play some maybe classic blues songs all together, mm-hmm. but yeah. we saw them together live in St. Louis and it felt like a stadium show. I mean, mm-hmm. they, oh, that they, was great. They and, rock it out. Uh, Arctic monkeys opening for them would be another mm-hmm. good pick um, in, in certain set lists. But yeah, I, I think that that all makes sense. And talk, talking about not dancing, I saw a quote, uh, the, a couple of years ago, they tried to get Adele to do the show mm-hmm. and she turned it down. And her quote was like, 
you know, the, the Super Bowl show is not about music and I don't know how to dance. So why would I do, like, why would I do the halftime show? <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. It's true. Cause even a non-dancer is going to end up having to move. Yes. For yeah. the Super Bowl show. Yes. You're right. So Dave, you can't break your leg again before, <laughs> before you pulling this off. Need some guardrails on your stage, Paul. Uh, Cameron, when you were talking about you had a lineup of, of sort of older artists, uh, the first thing that popped into my head was Tony Bennett. But then I just imagined the scenario where they announced Tony Bennett and they just pushed the, the basketball coach from the University of Virginia out, whose name is Tony Bennett. Oh, and it is? Just, I didn't know that. Yeah, his name's Tony Bennett. And he just comes out and is very confused about why he's there. I don't know what to do. That's fine. I, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. NBA coach, Tony Bennett. Man, if I was his friend, I'd be like, yeah, man, we're going to have Tony Bennett here. It's going to be great. <laughs> like birthday parties and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, listeners, that is, that is our pick. Uh, so uh, we would ask you to let us know which of these halftime shows would you most want to watch, right? So if these are going to be uh, the 2022 halftime shows, um, since we've already got the weekend for 2021 coming up. Yeah, these are the future shows. Which one would you be most interested in tuning in to see? So uh, if you go to the links to our social media accounts in the show notes, or you can find those at anchor.fm slash what's on draft, uh, you can vote on either Twitter or Facebook for which team uh, you would most like to see as the halftime show. If you have any sort of commentary or thoughts, or there's a band that you just think we're total idiots for leaving out, uh, you can also hit us up on those social media accounts or send us an email at what's on draft podcast at gmail.com. Still waiting on that first email from someone. And uh <laughs> hey guys i got some bad news the irish dropped below one percent oh, finally no, they stopped listening <laughs> we we have no countries other than the united states above one percent of the total listens now it's gotta so. be our our uh in your face patriotism that we oh, i thought you were gonna say pandering time. to the <laughs> But turned them off. we did get at least one listen from canada so we added another country to the list oh how there, about so. that uh, so if you're our Canadian listener who just started and are still around, send us an email. Send us an email. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do a Canadian draft. Best maple syrups. <laughs> I was going to say it's a draft where everybody wins. Great pick. Um, but uh, the other thing you can do is uh, share the draft with your friends, right? If you are listening, especially if you listen regularly, uh, find our topic that would appeal to one of your friends and send it to them. We've done a lot of different topics, so there is something out there for everyone. Uh, and also give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you have an iPhone, right, those Apple podcast ratings are especially helpful at getting through the algorithm and getting the show out there to more people. So give us that that five-star ranking if you can, and we, um, we appreciate it. But... Um, uh, yeah, I think that is it, gentlemen. Listeners, these guys, they left their hearts out on the field. Now it's your time. You gotta do your part and go vote. This has been an episode of What's on Draft. What's on Draft?